Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast here with McLean Boyd, Jay Woodson. What's going on with you, McLean? Anything going on in your household? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nah, okay. Hanging out. You know, I've been sleeping good. Um, slept in this morning for a good bit, which is solid. You know, just normal, normal Florida stuff. You know. Cool. Yeah. yeah. It's normal. Yeah. No, no new baby or anything. Nothing like that. I did notice. I did notice a new, a new human in the house. <laughs> so odd. You're so now odd. fourth in the household, pal. Yeah, I was never that high. We have friends that come over pretty regularly. <laughs> well, congratulations to you and Tori. Thank you, thank you. No, it's awesome. He's been uh, an amazing addition to the family. Uh, we had a very, very successful delivery. Both mama and baby came out uh, happy and healthy. And, um, you know, it was a great experience for our family and, uh, we're very fortunate to add a little one, uh, to the bunch. And like, like we texted, so Lindy and I, when I, I was showing Lindy the picture and you know, sharing the news, we both were like, man, those, your kids have awesome names, Bo Boyd <laughs> and Stone Boyd. I mean, those are just money. Like Stone Boyd sounds like an actor to me and Bo Boyd sounds like a linebacker. Love, yeah, I see, I've always thought uh, Bo Boyd sounded like a pitcher, starting pitcher. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, maybe a I, I closer, believer. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Coming in yeah, throwing no, gas. That's absolutely tossing gas. Um, <laughs> so and then, yeah, Stone Boyd. I mean, yeah, we they got a lot, lot to live up to. You know, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But no, we're again, we're just really excited to uh, have another healthy addition. Um, it's funny for me. Uh, I was so nervous and I think any one of us were probably in that same boat when you're going in, it's like, ah, oh, it's so happy, but there's still that nervousness of the potential that something could go wrong. And we got very fortunate that it was ended up being a very quick delivery process. Um, second one just always slides right out. Boom. It, it was, it was, not, it, it was awesome, but regardless, it was, it was such a relief. It was such a relief. Um, that it went well and all of a sudden it was over and I'm sitting there going, holy crap, we made it. Yeah. Here we are. And the relief that, you know, Tori's good. Uh, the baby's healthy. Um, you know, it's, a uh, it's an awesome feeling. Awesome. Well, we're happy for you guys and, uh, good, good luck, pal. Shit's getting real, real now. <laughs> oh. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, should we head right into the, what are you drinking segment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I'm I'm joining the clan tonight. A little bit of uh, BT, some Buffalo Trace. Mm-hmm. Love it. And yeah. did you finish the grapes that you were drinking when when you and I first started chatting here I, a little while I, ago? I was you weren't going to mention that. Doesn't sound great on air. <laughs> um, it was literally I had a, I had a glass left from the other night, and yeah, it's gone. Right. Double fisted. Okay, so you finished the grapes. They're a hundred percent gone. Now you're just on. Oh, okay. As, oh, as he gulps it. Oh, okay. Not a hundred percent gone, but. Jay, what are you on? Um, I am uh, on the exact same thing. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Was, how about uh, that? The last two, three weeks, there's been a bunch of uh, bunch of drops with the Virginia ABC, uh, Buff Trace, Blends, E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. Um, so, you know, here we are. Did you get any today, by the way? No, no. I heard the E.H. E. Taylor drop, but I had uh, – I had some stuff going on. I couldn't leave the office. Oh, but yeah, poor guy, poor guy. I know, you, and, you know, you and Matt couldn't make your, uh, we couldn't make around. our normal, 
our normal nine o'clock nine o'clock drop here there to <laughs> wait in line. But uh, no, I mean I, I, I stockpiled quite a bit of Buff Trace, so I'm uh, I'm sipping on that right now. Good stuff. I, I saw the alert come through. I'm like, well, I know Matt and Jay are doing this morning. <laughs> uh, well, I'm on um, a good buddy of mine tipped me off to this Legion bourbon. It's good. So Jay Isn't it good? Me, it's good. It's really good. For for the, I mean, it's an under $40 bottle and it's good. Yeah. It's like $38.99. Yeah. Um, you tipped me off of this down in Virginia Beach. Yeah. And I mean, that's uh, good. I had to go get some firewood Saturday night to just do some s'mores with the girls. And where I went just happened to be next door to an ABC store. Yeah, so I was like, well, in. I'll just poke yeah. my head in. You never know. You to see what they've got. Working. So I came, I came walking home with a couple of things of firewood in one hand and a bottle of bourbon in the other hand. It's a good night, right? Got there. the, got the classic, <laughs> Lin, got the classic Lindy eye roll. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, she's like, what'd you do? I was like, I accidentally bought a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> that's me. I say accidentally all the time. Tori hates. Oh, uh, well, that's so that's that's my little four-year-old, my my youngest Amelia. <laughs> she's in this mode right now where she'll do something and we'll catch her in the act or catch her doing something. Like, hey, did you take this out of your sister's room? She goes, No. I'm like, all right, well, just tell us the truth. Okay, well, I accidentally <laughs> took it out of the room. <laughs> and so that's her thing. She just, you know can't completely admit to it so i just accidentally bought a bottle of bourbon well uh, we had uh, a buddy of mine over and we were just talking about some bullshit that had happened a weekend or so before and tori brought up and i was like babe i don't know what happened i, I accidentally got drunk total <laughs> and her and her friend uh totally just just lay into me how do you accidentally do that you're 35 go fuck yourself <laughs> The good, the good stuff. <laughs> and we walk outside. Me and my buddy walk out back. This football is on. As soon as the door shuts, he goes, "I get that, man. I know how that happened." <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. It does. Yeah. Like you don't. You don't start drinking with the intent to get drunk. You just end up having a good time and staying somewhere long enough where you didn't run out of drinks and all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, "Whoa, I didn't mean to get here. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Good times. I know how to handle this." I, don't know, I, can, I, can, I can pull from experience. Yeah. I yeah. can, I can pull out of this. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, no, yeah. The accidentally, uh, absolutely. Accidentally. It's yeah. great. So this Legion J is pr- kind of interesting. I didn't realize it's kind of a, it's kind they, of a unique, unique. Yeah. Thing. They, they credit, they credit two guys with it. Um, there's a master distiller and then there's a Japanese guy who's the master blender that they give him credit for. And then it's finished in some wine and sherry casks. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's very good. It's uh quickly rising up my, my list as one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty, the sherry casks. I, I mean, I've had, I've had a couple other bourbons that have been, have been finished in the sherry casks. So um, rabbit hole, Derringer, um, that bourbon, it's, it's a little, it's aged a little longer, but, I will say that that that's a, I mean, you can still get it. I hate to say even bring it up on this pod. So, uh, I, but uh, most of our listeners maybe are all over the place, but it, it's a, it's, it, you can still get that bourbon. It's about, se- I think it's $79, but it is so good. That Derringer rabbit hole. It's so good. And it's, and it's finished in a sherry cask. So similar to the, uh, the Legion, um, 
but it's super smooth. It gives that, it just has that buttery taste on the front end um, that you maybe wouldn't get from some of the, the higher proof, you know, bourbons that you, that you taste, but this is still, it's still, I mean, what is the Legion? What is, what is the, do you no. have that? You, you don't have it in front of you. I'm I don't have the bottle in front of me. The proof is but uh, it's lower. I think it's only, it's in the high eighties, I think. Is it? But it's, I mean, it's still really good, um, but really smooth. I mean, that's, it's a, I mean, for, for something that's under 40 bucks, I mean, it's incredible. I've always tried to stay away from the ones that were finished in a, you know, wine or sherry cask for whatever reason, but um, you shouldn't. I, you I shouldn't. know. I guess I, I guess I shouldn't now. <laughs> you shouldn't. They're good. They're really good. I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, t- I mean, most people think like, oh, this is going to be like a super fruity taste and it, it doesn't do that to it at all. It just takes a little bit of the, the edge off of it on the front end. And it, it, the proof is still the same and it just taint, it just changes the the profile there just a little bit. To, it just makes it a little smoother. Yep. Um, Angels Envy has one that's the finishing some port, the port wine barrels that are, uh, that's awesome. I've got a, it's kind of a ride that's that's really good so you know you got to find the right one but i mean not all of them you know that are finished in you know a sherry or a port are, are good but um if you get one that's aged a little longer it's 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 worth it it's worth it and it's usually not super expensive which yeah. is which makes it awesome i highly recommend it i was a little confused in the store because the bottle has changed and there was two bottles there. I guess they relabeled it. They have a new logo, not a new yeah. logo, but a new labeling. And I'm looking at it. I'm trying to figure out if they were different at all. And the guy comes walking up like, you need help? I'm like, yeah, are these different or are they the same? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, no, they're the same. They just got new labeling. We have a couple old ones, a couple new ones. But again, Legion, I recommend it to anyone out there to uh, to try that. Good value value buy under 40 bucks. So hey, let's, uh, uh, on on that subject real quick to take this one step further. What is your best little drinking snack? What do you have? I right now I've got a new one that is changing the game. Snack? Yeah, you, you know what your go-to. After you had a couple and you go for just a little munchie, they go to. I'm having with my bourbon right now. I a have munchie. just a little munchie. I'm currently shout out to uh Cheez Its. I'm currently on an extra toasty wow. bag of Cheez Its, and I'll have to say it is. My new extra, go-to. Extra toasty. Yeah. That's like the classy version. And what I mean by drink snack, it's with the one that you walk to your pantry, pour 19 out in your hand and walk away while you're drinking whatever you're drinking. I don't know if I have one. What? No, normally, got... I, I'm a big nut guy. I, normally, I'm a big nut guy when it comes to that. No puns intended. But <laughs> are, you, are you are you asking what my snack is with a? What you go to? Are you a chips guy? A nuts oh, guy? I thought you were uh, asking what my go to snacky bourbon is, which I can tell no. you that. But I mean, if what snack for what, snack do you have while you drink the bourbon? <sighs> no, I just drink bourbon. Just straight, yeah. Just yeah. drink. All right, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a snacker, but I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big fan of popcorn. Are you? I like popcorn. I like Cheez-Its. I like... You know what I eat a lot of? And this has nothing to do with drinking bourbon. I drink a lot of, or eat a lot of string cheese. (laughs) We we always have string cheese in the fridge for the girls. because you have two young girls. That's why. And I'm pretty sure I eat 75% of the package. And Lindy keeps (laughs) buying it, thinking the girls are eating it. It's really just me. You eat most of it. The girls are flying through it. 
So we do that with uh, Baby Bell. Yeah. I love Baby yeah. Bell. Oh yeah, the little the little wheels. Yeah, wheels of cheese. It's just fun to peel off the little red thing too and pop it open. Oh, and, and you don't sit there and mess with it. The wax. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Right. I don't even I don't throw it away immediately, even if I have the opportunity, because yeah. I don't want to deprive myself. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess for our listeners, this is a golf podcast. Although we're oh. talking bourbon and cheese. Cheese. But yeah, you know, we're, we're just very we're just very well rounded individuals. So we just want to share all of our wealth of knowledge. That's how we roll. Yeah. So uh, we did have some golf this weekend. Uh, Lucas Herbert, Australian, I think Australian, right? Australian, New Zealand, same thing to me. Don't say that to one or the other. I know. They I know. Will punch you in the face. I mean, if you are from New Zealand and you call them an Aussie, they will. They will backslap you. Uh, he is. Their their flags are kind of similar too, which always confuses me. We're gonna go with Australian. Yes, yeah. he's Australian officially. It's been confirmed. Uh, Lucas Herbert wins in Bermuda, yeah. first PJ Tour win, but this actually gets him into the top fifty in the world. Kind of a sneaky top fifty in the world player. He's had some pretty good success this past year. His name's been up there a lot. Hasn't necessarily contended. In anything, but has played pretty well. So seen the name, yeah, yeah. So his name's been around. He's been qualifying for some uh, world golf championship events. So he gets it done uh, over Patrick Reed, who had a great Sunday. Unfortunately, um, Danny Lee, a PXG troop, comes in second. Uh, one back. Patrick Rogers was up there a lot of the weekend. Scott Stallings with a very impressive 62 on Sunday in crazy conditions. I'm not sure if anyone saw any of the golf this weekend, but it looked, it just looked like crazy windy, like annoyingly windy. Like, yes. That's well, one of those even... events that you're there and you're like, Oh man, like, why didn't I take this week off? Like, and, and for, for most of those guys, they had to play. Yeah. But the guys these... who did play that didn't have to, like guys who are like in the top, I mean, maybe the top 75 in the world, and they're like, oh, why did I why did I come here? Yeah, like, they had it, some rain. It's such, it's such a headache to play in like 20, 25, 30 mile an hour winds. Like it just takes so much more effort to play and win like that. It just wears you out. Well, here's here's a question that wasn't on our agenda, but this is what we do. We don't stay on our agenda very often. What would you rather play in? So the the worst worst combination is obviously like rain rain and wind together. Yeah. But just taking take let's take cold out of it. But let's say rain and wind. If you had one or the other, what's your choice? Wind. Rain or wind. Yep. Rain, rain or, or wind. wind. Um, What'd you say, McLean? How hard is the rain? So we're talking about is it pouring? Is it enough to have an umbrella out? Yes, let's say a heavy rain or a very wind or a 25 mile an hour windy day. Wind all day. Say that say that again. What, let's what say heavy say? rain. Heavy rain or a 25 mile an hour wind, 30 mile I an would, hour wind. I would go with rain. I think I'm a rain guy. Well, I, I don't know. I don't like either one of them, I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. But the I think the rain is more predictable. Like I can I can keep my umbrella, I can keep a, a dry towel. It sucks, it takes longer, but I can 
I have more control over my ball if it's just raining, but if it's windy, the wind is so unpredictable. I just, I can't get the ball close to the hole when it's super windy. Rain is, is just like, it's another factor that you have to accommodate that you can overcome. But when it's windy, you just, it's so unpredictable. You, it, you can't, you can't control it. So um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't know. I, I, I would always see that, you know, playing, you know, say it's, it's sprinkling or raining all day. And you're like, oh man, like, all right, the scores are going to go up. And it, they don't, they don't go up because one, it's raining and the greens get softer. So guys throw darts, but two, they've got umbrellas and they can keep towels and they can keep everything dry and they still have control over the ball and they just drop, they throw darts. But if it's dry and windy, uh, when wind is the hardest, the wind is the hardest thing to get the ball close to the hole. In my opinion, you throw 25 miles, 25 mile an hour winds and guys start, you know, the scores go through the roof. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think you're definitely right. I, I get just, I get more annoyed in the rain just because I have to mm. dealing with all the shit with the umbrella and Agreed. the towels. Agreed. It's just like, oh, I yeah. think like mentally I can't take the, the rain wears me down faster because it's like, oh, God, I'm sick of this. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. sick of yeah. fucking with the rain gloves and the jackets on and off and the pants. And I can't fucking get the tea out of my pocket because I can't get through the pants and I can't like yeah. <laughs> that whole I mean, thing's annoying, but it's harder from a condition standpoint hitting golf shots. In the wind. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I, I perfect perfect example, though, I, I'll, I'll add on this, is if you throw rain and freezing temperatures, that's miserable. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. was in uh, was it, uh, in Dallas a couple years ago for second stage of uh, Corn Ferry uh, Q School. In the first round, it was 30, like 34, 35 degrees, not enough to – to be snow, but it was freezing rain and it was a heavy freezing rain and it was ridiculous and it poured all day. And I was like, all right, I was so prepared. You know, I got my caddy shout out to Chris Paquette who thought I was overreacting, but I was like, Hey buddy, we need to go to golf galaxy or Dick sporting goods and get you a, a rain jacket. And he was like, dude, it's not going to be that bad. Just relax. I'm like, all right, let, let me just get you a rain jacket just to be safe. <laughs> and the next morning, like on the first tee, he had this Helly Hansen rain jacket or whatever I bought him. And he had the thing zipped up all the way up around his face. And he was like, good call on the rain jacket. I was like, yeah, it was 34 and just raining sideways the whole time. So we, we threw the rain, the wind and the rain in there, but it was so cold. I was, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to not take my gloves. I'm going to put rain gloves on and just wear them. And I'm, I was thinking that was like the right way to go. You know, thinking like, Hey, I don't have to take my gloves on and off with the rain. But what happened was it was so cold. These rain gloves got wet and my hands froze. Like I couldn't move my hands at all. Like I had no feeling at all in my hands because I, they, I had wet, I had wet gloves on the whole time. And I actually played an incredible round of golf. And I thought I, I thought that I won the round. 
if that makes any sense. Like you, if you're playing in a tournament, you know, you were like, Hey, how did I play against the field during this, this round of golf? And I was like, I shot one over par. And I thought that I, I thought I was like, I got done. I was like, I, I beat everybody by five shots and I get done. There was like 10 guys that shot under par. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was talking to some other guys like, what, how did you play so well? I was like, my hands were ice. And they're like, Oh, I was like, hey, yeah, we took those rain gloves off. Like, I didn't wear those because my hands got really cold. I just took them off, and then I was good. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm an idiot. I blew it. So there you go. So had I taken my rain gloves off, maybe I would have played a little better. But, um, yeah, the rain gloves in ice-cold rain is not a good play. Yeah. Just so you know. Just throwing it out there. It uh, And I, I did take that from, again, this, the, the conditions down in Bermuda just seem difficult. It's always obviously – a windy place, but then they added a couple, couple days and couple periods of of some rain on top of the wind. Yeah, and they were showing you know one guy's umbrella gets whipped you know inside out, and it's like yeah. oh god, that's that's no awful. Fun. No, no fun. fun. No thank no you. Fun. I'm not mentally tough enough to play in the rain. No, I'm just I'm just a <laughs> I can wimp. Get, I can, I'm just a wimp. I can, it, that's how I am. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I can just say who gives a shit? Let's play in this crazy windy conditions. And have some fun with it, but when you start incorporating the rain into it, I, I just I, I lose interest entirely. Yeah. yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So one one story I did want to talk about because we we do always highlight the little guy. Not always, but sometimes we spend a lot of time talking about the big names. But we point out some mini tour stuff, and so I have no idea how to say this guy's name. Do you guys know Jim? Canos, anyone how to say K N O U S? Canos, Jim Canos. So he was on a major medical exemption for an injury with the PGA Tour. And when you come back from that, you get a certain number of events to make a certain number of FedEx Cup points in order to get your card back or keep conditional status, whatever it is. So this was his final event. Wow. To, to get uh, to get his conditional PJ tour card status and his full corn ferry tour card status for next year. He had to finish in I can't remember it's like tied 60th, tied 65th, somewhere like that. On Friday, he shoots an opening round 76. On Friday, he makes he shoots a 66 with an eagle on 17 and then makes like a 12 foot par putt on 18 to make the cut on the number just to give himself a sniff. Then on Sunday, he shoots a front nine or first nine. He started on the back nine, but he shoots a first nine 39. Oh, then he makes four birdies on the second nine and shoots 33 to finish T60 to get like five FedEx cup points when he needed three and a half or something like that. FedEx cup Are points. You serious. Yeah. And so someone CBS sports put an article out about him and put a lot of the, the pictures. He's this guy's like fist pumping these par putts. Cause he knows, right. It's just one of those things. No one talks about it. He's way down the leaderboard, but we've talked a lot on this show, how every shot counts for someone out there. Right. We've talked to that. And, and, you know, Callum Town was a perfect example on the mini tours. A shot here, a shot there can mean yeah. so much to these guys. So <clears throat> you're scrolling on your phone, sitting on the toilet, and you're looking at the leaderboard, and you scroll past this guy's name, not having any idea what that finish just did for his life. Yeah. Versus 
you know, fucking fucking Patrick Reed up there in second place, hauling out and shit. Anyways, that's that's all I wanted to say. Well, I've got my coolest storyline from the week. Kamiko Smith, Bermuda native, got under or got into the tournament under I'm certain some sort of exemption. Congrats to him, by the way. Shoots 80 in the first round, goes to the second round, starts on 10, tees it up. He goes birdie list on day one, and on his front nine goes out in 29. See that? I, I'm, not, I'm not to interrupt you, but like, th- that's that's not easy to do. Like, it's I mean, easy. that's a fact. It's not fucking easy. No, I mean, if you go out and shoot in in a PGA Tour event, and I mean, for this guy, he I don't know how many PGA Tour events this guy's played. He's number two. Number two, and he shoots 80 in his first round. But then to come out and shoot 29 on the front nine, like there's guys on the PGA Tour that have played for 10 years that have never shot 29 in nine holes. Well, you're exactly right. And And to shoot that in your second PGA Tour event and your second round of that that event and to come back after shooting 80, it's just – yeah, that's crazy. That's so crazy. It's just just such a mental game. I love seeing stuff like that because it gives you a hint of – what his potential really is. Mm-hmm. He knows we, we've seen it. He can shoot it in tour conditions. Now he failed to break 40 in any of his other nines, his other three nines. However, we know that he has the ability to get it done. And that's so cool that he had the chance to, it sucks that he doubled 10 and tripled 11 after shooting 29. But the fact that he did that, I think is extremely cool. Uh, and I know he had to be riding one hell of a wave at a certain point out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to Kamiko Smith. I think that I hope that that's an experience that allows him to build a bunch of confidence and hopefully we see him uh, increase those starts on tour. Yeah. All right. And another, another guy I want to point out finished dead last with scores of 89, 92. Yeah, Absolutely. But that has nothing to do with the story. He is uh, Brian Morris, 54 years old. He is actually um, the head pro at Bermuda's Ocean View Golf Course and is currently battling stage four brain cancer. Yeah. And got, they gave him, you know, the guy is, I don't know what his exact um, diagnosis is as far as his lifespan, but stage four brain cancer can't be good. And so, they gave him a sponsor's exemption to get in to play. And, you know, I, that, I showed a couple of clips and he finished and he was, you know, breaking down in tears on Friday when he was done and he had all kinds of family and friends there supporting him. And then he said he's been going back and forth between Bermuda and Florida and was headed back to Boston uh, for his 32nd round of chemotherapy on Monday. And, you know, so, you know, say what you want. Um, about him taking a spot, but I think in a, in a field like this, oh, yeah. to, to see someone like that kind of live out a dream and do it in front of family and friends at, at 54 when, you know, the guy's just fighting for way more than, than birdies and pars and that kind of thing is, um, again, another cool story. touched my heart when I was watching that. No, yeah, I, 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 I go ahead. Go ahead. McLean. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's fantastic. I don't think he's taking a spot from anyone. I think it's amazing anytime we can give back to, to any anything, anyone, any deserving cause. This 
uh, is something that will never be replaced with him. And I think his family will forever cherish this memory. Um, it's unfortunate that he's battling a terminal disease, but I, I think the fact that we were able to do this as a, I say we, like I was a part of it, golf was able to do this. The PGA tour was able to, able to do this is a fantastic opportunity. And I think they nailed it right on the head. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's what, that's what that sponsor exemption spot is for, you know? Um, I think it's there to, it's there for the sponsors of the tournament to decide how they want to fill that spot and who they want to play there and, and, and for what reason. And it could be a young, a young kid that needs another shot to prove himself. It could be a situation like this where, I mean, that's pretty rare for a guy, you know, obviously battling, battling terminal cancer and give him a lifelong dream of playing in a PGA tour event. Um, but either way, th that's what that sponsor exemption spot is there for, you know, um, that's, what's cool about it. It's like, Hey, we've got this, these, we've got these four spots reserved for whatever we see fit. And if it's, um, you know, if it's a spot for a guy who, who's trying to work their way on the PGA tour and they've got some followers that can boost the tournament or, you know, boost some, uh, attendance, you know, uh, around the local area or, you know, whatever, you know, it, it, it's up to them to decide. And I think it's, I think it's great that they, they gave the spot to this guy. I mean, I think he should play in it. I mean, that, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's really incredible that they did it and that, that he had a chance to play and he, I mean, he didn't play, obviously he didn't, I mean, where, did he, where did he finish? He finished dead last 89, yeah, 92. I mean, he finished dead last, but it, that, that's beside the point. You know, exactly. At that point, But um, I think um, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth. I it. think it's cool when uh, these sponsors yeah. do do things for the local area, yeah, local community. Absolutely. If there's a good story like that to bring in, yeah, um, yeah, just bring focus to someone in that area, right? Because the tour yeah. is going to be there for a week, and then they're going to leave town and go away, and there's still going to be people in that area that care about golf, and, and maybe you can highlight and spotlight someone that's doing something impressive or worthwhile or, or noteworthy or someone you need to give some support to in some form or fashion to, you know? Yeah. I mean, the PGA tour is adamant about giving back and to the local, local community. And, and how can we, how, how can we raise money for these, you know, these, uh, these certain charitable, uh, you know, events and these uh, charitable organizations and how can we give back and, and, and give this money to, to different different groups and they're doing it wow look at that there's a what, little, are you, what are you what what are you holding there my clan what do you got, got a little uh, special guest stone stone's making an appearance yeah welcome to the podcast kid <laughs> hey what's up buddy <laughs> <laughs> mommy needed a couple minute break so she was like hey can, will you guys take a special guest absolutely absolutely of the time. Our your name is stone we'll take you that's right right <laughs> Coming to you live, Stone Boyd. Stone Boyd. He's a winner. He's 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 born winner. He's a born winner. That's right. You couldn't hear it, but he actually like it sounded. He he like cooed at the person. He's like, man. Yep. He said that like perfectly. Like, man. 
right. Born winner. Thanks. What's up? That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. That's cool stuff. Um, where were we? I don't. I don't know. I got all distracted by stone now. Oh, we were just talking. Yeah. Uh, anyways, couple couple cool stories that came out of a, you know, not a very um, popular event or talked about event on the PGA Tour. So again, there are good things to discuss out there in this world, and uh, golf's a good vehicle for a lot of these things sometimes. So let's get into the worst part about golf. Spain. Well, not well. There's a lot of worse things about golf. I had a I had a question posed or to me. Spavatini, which one? I had a question posed to me in the men's grill yesterday morning at the foundry that I never answered and actually dodged. Uh, Tom Jenkins, good good longtime member at the foundry and supporter of our podcast, asked me. He goes, Mike, I got a question for you. If you had to root for one person, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, or Phil Mickelson, who would it be? Sergio. And I completely dodged the question. I, I'm Sergio. See, now that I'm bringing it up, I feel like I now have to answer it. Yeah, but 100%. Yeah, you didn't, you have, you came on here to announce your pick. I think, I think it's Sergio. Oh, do I go get my shirt? Do I go <laughs> get my Sergio shirt and wear it right now? Just to give the listeners a little, you know, cue here, Mikey gave me a, a Sergio Garcia shirt after the Ryder Cup. That's all Sergio. It's a collage. His face all over the place. And I mean, hey, have you ever worn it? Who's the most decorated player of all those guys? Well, Phil is. Yeah, you're right. He is. <laughs> but who do you like the most? I, I don't like either of them. Any of them. All three of them suck. All of them suck. All of them suck. But. <laughs> Where I was really going with this, <laughs> Sergio. Sergio, when I, when, because he's the best ball striker. No, when I I was just saying, what, let's we're going from some good in the golf world to now something bad, is the greed and the money, right? Yeah. That we can really say with any form or fashion or anything in life and sports, is the big announcement of Greg Norman mm. becoming CEO, commissioner, potentially. He's involved with this Saudi-backed group. We've talked a lot about the Saudis. We did it last week with this Live Liv Golf Investments, um, and they announced him as the commissioner CEO, and it's going to be in partnership with the Asian Tour, a ten series event. And they've been really vague on exactly what it was in the press release, and they said, you know, more to be coming. More to come soon later and kind of teased us with what and no one really knows. They talked about a $200 million investment. And so I don't know what to make of this. To, you know, I think McLean, you might have been the first one to send it out to us via text. And, you know, I think my response was typical Greg Norman fashion. He, you know, sell his, sell his soul to make a buck. I mean, that guy puts his name on anything. He, he always thinks he's the smartest man in the room. He has forever. You know, this goes back. I think he's almost trying to stick it now to the PGA Tour with this. Because if you remember back in the 90s, he had this idea for a world golf tour. And it was pretty much, you know, uh, blocked by the PGA Tour at the time. And they didn't really want to have any involvement or try to help out or yeah, any of that kind of stuff. And 
it never really got off the ground, but it was his grand grandiose idea. And so now it's like, oh, I'm going to get involved with this and the PJ tour can go suck on it. That's how I look at it. I think there's absolutely some of that there. Um, but I think where it boils down to, you were a little bit closer the first time. I mean, if nothing else, Greg Norman's a good businessman. Um, the guy knows how to make a buck, right? So at the end of the day, this certainly could be an opportunity for him to do so. And I think he's probably getting paid a very handsome uh, lion's share to be a part of it. And I'm sure there's some additional percentage and rights and additional um additional monetary supplement that could come in the form of back in um back in arrangements at the end of the day I, I did some reading on this and i've done some research and they have a very good shot of securing some major talent with the type of money that they've already approached these guys it's with. gonna happen it's the tour is gonna happen it, it's well I, I know that that's going to happen, Jay, but I think they're going to take some of the game's biggest stars yeah. uh, with the amount of money I've heard. And I read it now. I'm now I'm I'm fighting to remember. But I know that they offered the one of the reported, which came from an unknown source, was that it was a 50 million a year for three years. I don't care if it's 50 million for three years. If you can guarantee that kind of income in a sport where we have very little guaranteed income and the amount of guys, even if it is uh, Dustin Johnson, he's not getting 50 million from Adidas for three years. No, he's not getting 50 million from Taylor, Taylor made for three no. years. He's not getting 50 million from anywhere else. This would literally be his number one uh, most lucrative um, it's not sponsorship. I don't even know the way to his involvement with a brand, a league. I mean, it's it's, it's tough to really describe it because it's unlike anything we've ever seen at this point. Um, so you're you're 100 right. I think it's the tour is going to happen. It's going to happen. There's going to be guys that gonna that are, that will that will jump ship, and it's just a matter of how many guys do it um, because. I, I, I look at the PGA Tour right now, like the NCAA and, and college sports. Eventually, people realize that there someone someone is in charge that that there's no one there's no one else that is is holding them accountable. And the PGA Tour is in the position where there's no one else holding them accountable. They they hold all the cards. So their rebuttal was, "You're banned for life if you go to this tour," which is. I'm an independent contractor. That's fine. You want to ban me for life from playing on the PJ tour, which there's some legality there that, that you could say is not, is not right. Um, so I'm sure that all these guys have their lawyers in place to say, you cannot ban me from playing on the PJ tour. If I choose to play another turn, another tour, if I'm within the, if I'm within the, the the parameters of what you constitute playing on the uh, PJ tour. If I play my non-sanctioned PJ tour events, um, I should have the the I should have the the freedom to play in these non-sanctioned PJ tour events uh, up until a certain certain amount. Now now, granted, if they go over that, then then you, you know you tiptoe over the line. But well, the limits three. We were talking about it last. The week, limits right? three, but that was never that way before. It only became three non-sanctioned PGA Tour events up until recently when this when this became an, an, an event. Guys used to play Euro European Tour events. 
uh, Asian tour events. And they used to play, you know, five to 10 a, a year. And it was not a problem because they knew that the guys, the PJ tour was, was the top place to play. But now the only reason they're making these, these limitations on where they can play is because they feel threatened. And I, in my opinion, I feel like it's good. It's good for competition. Um, and it's good It'll for be the, good for the PJ tour. It's good. Well, what, what's that? It'll be good for the PJ tour. It'll be good for the, it'll be good for golf. I don't know about the PJ tour, but it'll be good for golf to, to spread this out a little bit. Like, Hey, sorry, PJ tour. You, you don't hold all the cards. You know, you, you, for the last 20 years, you have been the top tour and, and you have not, you have not done anything to bring guys in. Um, you've not done anything different to bring guys in. I should say like guys can, they They haven't had to. They haven't had to exactly. They haven't had to, they can go play wherever, but they know all the money is over here. So if there's another tour that has a lot of money and it's going to give them more world ranking points, and that's not the case here yet, but there's definitely more money. Hey, the the competition is a good thing. Like everyone always talks about like, Oh, you're so competitive. Don't be so competitive. Let's just, let's just be friends. Let's be friends. Competition is good. Like that's what brings out the best in everybody competition. Now, some people know how to compete and some people don't like, you know, how to win, you know, how to lose, but competition is good. PJ tour. Sorry. Somebody else is bringing something else to the plate and they're going to offer more money. If you can't step up to the plate and offer the same, then you're going to lose guys. So don't, if you're going to try to ban guys, if you, if you take that stance, if you take that stance and say, if you play in another event, you're banned for life, then you're drawing the line in the sand. If DJ says, you know what, I'm going to the, I'm going to the, you know, the whatever tour, the Premier League, or whatever they're calling it. What what is what's the name? Well, there's two different ones. There's the Premier Golf League, and then there's this one that's on to be named sometimes called the Super Golf League or the Saudi one. There's two different ones that are out there. Um, And so, So one of the things you mentioned, world rankings points. That's one of the hurdles that they have kind of figured out a little bit on this tour because it's all sanctioned by the Asian tour. Now they will be able to give world ranking points for these events. Now, granted, they're not going to be as many as many because the the fields are going to be smaller and they probably won't be as strong at, at first, but they're still will get world ranking points, which is one of the sticking points with the guys at the pros is like, Hey, if I want to play in the masters, I have to have world ranking points. If I want to play in the U S open, I got to be, in the top whatever world rankings to get in. You know, you know, what, you know what's going to happen? You know what trumps all that? If You know what trumps all that? You're right. If, if, if 15 of the top 50 guys go to another tour, Masters, U.S. Open, the, the RNA, they're all going to reconfigure how they do the points. Sorry, PGA Tour. I know you, you're trying to set these parameters, but if enough guys go, they'll reconfigure. The, 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 the RNA – they want the best players playing in the, on the, in the open championship and same thing for the PGA championship, same for the U.S. open. They want the best players playing the masters. That's true. The U S open. That's true. Um, the British, I don't know if the masters, I don't know if you can say that about the masters. They don't want the best field. Their field sucks. Uh, well, okay, fine. You could say that. I would just, the worst field of the majors. They don't have a vested interest in a tour. They can do whatever they want. The RNA does. The RNA runs the European tour. But if Augusta, if if ten of the top 
20 players in the world are playing on another tour and they're not playing in Augusta, people aren't going to watch. No, like I if I, I know if that. I know I Dustin Johnson that. and Rory are playing on another tour and they're banned from the Masters, I don't care about the Masters as much because it loses its luster. Like the best players not playing. Like I'm no, not watching. I, I, I don't do care. Money's so gonna, would you guys dictate this? Money will dictate this at the end yeah. of the day. World ranking points don't mean shit when it comes to appearance fees and guaranteed money. What we don't have and what they have talked about is guaranteed income. And at the end of the day especially a lot of these guys out there. And if they're promising some of the top guys, I don't care how much you have. I don't care if you're Dustin and Rory, someone's going to give you, like I said, I've seen from 50 to 150 and I'd like to go back and figure it out. Cause I swear the, the way I read it was 50 a year for three years to come over. Yeah. Is, I love it. I love it. I think, I, I mean, so I love, you, all right, I so love any other, I love any other competition. Like make guys choose choose a position. Like I don't I don't love that the PGA Tour is holding all the cards. I I don't love I, I I love somebody else challenging the PGA Tour. I say, hey, if you got more money and the guys want to play there, go play it. Figure okay, it out so, PGA Tour. Figure it right, out. So let's let's talk about this from a fan standpoint. Let's talk mm-hmm. about from from a you from a personal standpoint. Will you watch this? Do you want to watch this? Do you want to see this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'd love to see a different product. Yeah, let's, let's let's see what's happening. I mean, think about how how the game has evolved so much. One of the biggest players in the sport is now surrounded by purely beginners for the most part in Top Golf. You know, Top Golf now owned by Callaway, um, which is an, an incredible partnership for them. But long story short, before I don't want to get into any talking about any enemy territory, but. Um, if you look at where the sport's evolving, I think it's a good a good thing for the game. Uh, when you have a facility like Top Golf that allows so many people to all of a sudden get an introduction to the game and not a pressure free format, yeah, but we're not talking about Top Golf. We're talking about the highest elite players in the world playing on a separate tour. That has nothing to do with Top Golf and beginners grabbing a golf club. Do you want to see fifteen of the top? 30 players in the top 50 players in the world go play a different tour and not play yes. on the PGA tour. Yes. yes. Competition, but, competition breeds greatness. Competition. breeds. Yeah, But greatness. is this comp? I'm not talking about competing tours. I'm talking about as a viewer sitting on the, on the, on the couch. Do you want to watch this? Yes. I want, I want, yes, I want to watch this, but I also think I want to find a new product that helps bring new people to watching the sport the way top golf has for beginners playing the sport. I don't think it that has. I don't, I'm not sure how much success it would have. Yeah, it's gonna. It's it it will, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's going to be another tour between the PJ Tour and the European Tour. There's going to be another tour that's a top tier tour. It's going to be three top tier tours in the in the world. And I don't know how big this this third t- tour is going to be, but it, it it will happen. It is going to happen in the next two years. It's going to happen. It's going to be just a matter of how many guys commit to it and and how uh, how diligent the PGA Tour is on banning these players. If they back off that, um, that's going to be the story. But they're going to do it because the money is going to be there. And I hate to say it, but yeah, you know, we're. I say we, I'm not, it's not me anymore, but these guys are independent contractors. Again, they're going to play for as much money as they can. And if they can go play um, overseas in the Middle East for, you know, 10, 15, $20 million for over however many events, they're going to do it. 
They're yeah, but so do I, it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really hate the idea. I, I can't say whether I will or won't watch it. I mean, I'll probably watch it, but I guess I call myself a, a traditionalist or a purist when it comes to this. I would hate to see something happen to the PGA Tour and to a lot of the, the best events that are out there. And I, it also takes away the luster of, of, of the game of golf, of playing for a check every week. If these guys are guaranteed fifty million dollars a year, are they really going to try? Like, what's what's the juice? Like, wh- who who fucking cares if they win or lose this given weekend? Dustin Johnson's walking away with fifty million dollars. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, that, 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 that's yet to be seen whether they whether they guarantee a certain amount of uh, well, even still, if money, they're talking but, about the money that they have, and there's only a, a forty-five man field, they're talking about limited field events, like. What okay, great. So you beat 40 guys. Awesome. Good for you. Like, well, I mean, but but what what how fun is it to watch the, the event that we just had? I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, I, I I get that. Like, I mean, these, I think the these, speed- there's 30 events on tour that nobody watches, and this is one of them that we just watched. So let's make it a world tour. Let's make like why is the PGA tour dictating the, the best players in the game. Like, why does it all have to be in the U S like if we want to do well, cause, something, cause let's Jay, make there's, it a- there's, so there's always going to be a top tour. There's always a top flight of every professional sport in the sure. world. 100%. And the PGA, the PGA tour is it. Exactly. When, when you were, when you busted your ass for 15 years, trying to play golf, where were you trying to play? Uh, the PGA tour. hundred okay. percent. I'm, I'm not disputing that at all, but my, my point is why is this the best tour? If if somebody else is offering more money and and it's a, a more competitive but does, field, does, but does more the, money make it the best tour? It doesn't. No, not not necessarily. But let's. If but, it's on some shit course in Asia and it's only forty guys, is it really a better event? No, it's not. But, just get more money. But but yeah, is it is it more is it is it is a better tournament to watch over the Bermuda Championship that we just watched? Yeah, I'm the, not arguing exactly. That. So these, I think. I think that again, my my point is the competition is a good thing. Like I'm not saying let's get rid of the PGA tour, but like, hey, if we had another tour that had, you know, 15 to 20 events and the PGA tour had 30 events rather than 40 or whatever they have, like let's let's balance it out to where the guys we're watching the best golfers play every week rather than these events. Like this I, that's I, see, actually, I think I, I think it dilutes both tours. Because you're not going to have the best. You're not going to have every top 50 player in the world go play in this thing. So now you're going to get well, a, some of them on the PGA Tour and some of them on this other tour. And then maybe some of them on this third tour that's going to happen. And then some on the European tour. So now I, don't think still- there's, I don't think there's going to be a third tour. I don't think there's going to be a third tour. I think it's going to be this and one other and then the European tour. That'll like, be so it. I, there won't I, be, I there won't be, two, there won't be two other tours. They, they won't, that, that won't sustain. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be one other tour. But I, I do think that there needs to be something else that that but you keep on saying they're gonna, you're going to watch the best golfers in the world. You're going to watch a few of the best golfers in the world. Well, I already do that right now. I mean, even less than that. Like, right? I mean, how many how many guys played? How many of the top ten golfers in the world played in this Bermuda Championship? I'm not talking to you about the Bermuda Championship. I'm talking to you about the PGA Tour in general, the average PGA Tour event. You're, well, you just picked out uh, one one of the. I'm, the lo- well, I'm talking about yeah, no, 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 no question. How many how many events are on the PGA Tour every year? How many? Forty. I don't know. Forty. Forty plus. Twenty of those are are sub tier events where you don't you have less than five guys playing in the top twenty in the world rankings play. Okay, so you might only have five guys in the top twenty. In get this rid of those. Playing. 
get rid of those. If we move those to another tour that only has that has 10 of the top, you know, 20 guys playing. Now we're watching the top, top guys play every week. We watch the John Deere Open. We watch the Bermuda Championship or whatever the, the whatever it was. The people don't want to watch it. They want to watch the best players. It's like watching, you know, the NBA champion, uh, the, the NBA, and then like all of a sudden, like, hey, NBA is taking two weeks off. We're going to watch the 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 developmental league. Like, I don't want to watch that. Like, I want the best players. I don't watch the best players in 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 the game. I don't want to watch the Bermuda Championship. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to watch. I, I that. get you on the Bermuda Championship. Let's get off the fucking Bermuda Championship. Well, well, you name whatever other event. The other twenty that are the sub tier events. You name whatever you want to name it. It's the so same this, thing. So, so this becomes that. You're going to have five of the top twenty guys on this event, and it becomes that. Because you're not going to. I'm telling you, it dilutes both products. Because you're not going to have the top 15 players in the world in this super golf league. You're not going to have it. So you're going to get the same thing you get on a, on a pretty much an average PJ tour event. I mean, I, I see where you're going with that, but I think it's debatable. If, if, if the money's there, then the best players are going to go where the money is. And it's like a WGC event. Like if you have four WGC events, you have four majors, you have four top events and you have four, of these premier league events, the, the best players are going to go where the money is. So are you going to watch the best All players, players play where the money, money yeah, is? Yeah, but if the PGA, the PGA tour still holds the cards here, they do, but they don't because they, they have contracts with these, these like, again, I say the Bermuda championship, that's not a top tier event. That's what not, the money is not the team? same. If the money, if it was, if it were a, if, if first place were a $1.5 million check for the first place guy everybody would go to bermuda but they don't because the first place is not that they don't go there because there's no money i i understand that that's not what i'm talking about we're well that's what i'm talking about, about the bermuda championship i'm fine if the pga tour lops off the bottom 10 tournaments and so we don't have to watch this bullshit but that has nothing to do with the super golf league oh so i mean so if they lop off the bottom 10 15 golf tournaments there's something else, some other tour that these guys need to play on. And if yeah, it's but the they Premier can, League. But they won't be able to because the PJ Tour holds the cards and can say, you're not welcome back on our tour. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's that's the debate we're having. Like, But again, I don't know they how go much. they go do that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much I really want to watch that. If it's 40, I'll, 40 I guys. Watch the best go. players in the game play. Okay, well, good week. luck watching plays, 40 guys when they're playing in the Philippines and it's on the middle of the night when you can't watch it. I think they should play in Bermuda. If Rory and Dustin and get Justin fucking Butterfield and Tiger played in Bermuda, I would have watched this week 100%. All right. I don't care if it was in China. I'd Shifting watch. gears. Shifting gears. Um, no, no, we're good. We're, we're no, doing no, it. We're no, doing no, this. No, no, but here, here's the way I look at it. I think this tour is going to end up being like the NFL spinoffs that we've seen. And why I said earlier that I think it's good. Yeah, for the and those PGA don't tour. last. Those exactly. do not last. I agree with it. This one isn't going to either. Give it two to five years, depending on how well it's funded. And if they're going to put this much money into it, eventually they're going to figure out pretty quickly whether or not they're going to be able to recoup their bet, their uh, their investment. At the end of the day, the thing that I will say and why I said it's, I think it's good for the PGA Tour is that it is going to introduce, as my buddy Jay said, competition to a landscape that has been monopolized by the PGA Tour since the dawn of time for most all events out there. For the last 40, do, year, 40 exactly. years plus. 
The PGA well, Tour has, a, has, a, has had a monopoly on uh, where these guys want to play. And uh, and again, I'll, I'll why is that a Why is that a bad thing, Jay? It's the top It's the top tour. There's always going to be a top tour. So why is the PGA Tour being the bad one? That I don't get that. But I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They're I'm not I'm not criticizing the PGA Tour. They're doing absolutely everything they should be doing to try to uh, facilitate the best players coming. But we all know that the best players don't play every event. So if we have another play another tour that offers more money on the off weeks of these low end events, the John Deere Classic, and I hate to keep saying that, the Bermuda Classic. Now, if we've got if we've got a tour that we know the best players are going to play every week and they get the most money, I'm going to watch that tour. Now, if if Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas and all these guys take all these weeks off and they don't play, I don't watch. I don't watch as much golf. But if if they feel the need to play on another tour because the money is so good, which happens again, so the these best guys are can... human. They know where the money is. They're going to go play, and if they go play, I'm going to watch. It's going to watch the product that the PGA Tour has to bring. That was the point I was trying to make. Basically, it, it, it's going to introduce competition, and it's going to force the PGA Tour to either figure out a way to generate more revenue or share more revenue with more prize money. Because yep. you are 100 percent right about one thing, Jay. Other than I'm going to add something to it. Not only will the best players go where the money is, almost all players will go where the money is. Because at the end of the day, that's why they're all out there doing it. Yeah, we all want to win the Masters. But if the Masters pays $2 million and the Saudi Invitational pays $5 million and they're held on the same week and I have additional funding exactly. coming from that part. They're not, they're not Saudi, choosing the Saudi invitational over. I, I'm the making, Masters. I, I, I 100%. Well, no, if you offer 5 million versus two, two I'm million, going to Saudi. The, the field gets weaker at the masters. Will you have guys that will still say, no, I'm going to play in the Masters. It's my first opportunity. Absolutely. Will guys like Dustin Johnson and some of the other guys be there? to be determined they have enough money that it doesn't matter whether or not they play for two or five million they may want the nostalgia of trying to win another masters however there's going to be a lot of new guys does tony finau play he he's a newer guy does um ricky fowler go play there's a ton of guys that don't have that history there that would easily figure out i'm i'm here playing specifically to make money that's yeah. why i'm here this tour is offering me guaranteed money and i can play for five so i, I like I agree with you. I like the idea that something like these the idea of these tours can spur the PGA Tour to make changes. Yeah, I I just hope none of them get off the ground, and I don't think either of them will get off the ground. In my opinion, I think they'll get off. Uh, and I, again, I, I'm a I'm a traditionalist and I'm a romantic, and I like the idea of someone saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to go win at Riviera because they've had a PGA Tour event there forever, and there's nostalgia give, these, there. And these guys history. don't give they don't give two shits about that. Well, then I'm fuck sorry. them. They don't. They don't. They don't care. They don't care. I'm I'm being honest. I mean, that's just my opinion. These guys don't care about winning at Riviera. Like I, I mean, Riviera is a great course. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to. But if you if you tell me I can go play at Riviera and win 1.5 million, or I can go to Middle East and win three million first place, I'm going to the Middle East. No, I don't even think twice about it. It's a fact. Like, I, they fact. don't care about that. I'm. Does, I'm, does the geopolitical 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's Does that, that factors in, right? It's yeah, the Saudis. That's yeah. dirty no, no, money. Do we no want to question. be involved? Do people want to be involved with that? Like the, the, the to solidify your check and to make sure that it, it goes through. Yeah, I'm sure that that definitely plays a part. No question. So like to make sure like, hey, I go win a tournament. Am I going to get paid? Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely think that 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 plays a factor. But if if they're if if the guys play in a couple events and they see guys get paid and everything goes through as normal and it's double or whatever the, what they're proclaiming. See, exactly. Proclaiming. Just like you said, you. The reason I don't think this is going to get off the ground, and Jay, I'll make I'll make a hundred dollar wager with you right now. Hundred dollar wager that neither of these that neither of these tours get off the ground. Yeah, I mean I, I'll do it because, in a second. I mean I, I've seen I've been there, done that. Now, do they do they sustain and stay? That's another question. But do they get off the ground? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They are get guys going to go do this with zero proof of concept. Yes, because they're they're yeah. already putting in place appearance fees. Yep. If they give you guaranteed money to go play in a go play in an event with an appearance fee, these guys are going to go play, and they're going to take the risk, and they're going to say, "Hey, if it doesn't work out, I'll go play European tour, which has not given any has not given any sanctions on playing in this these yet. events yet yet yet. If they do, then that makes a difference because then they're they're blackballed for life, which I think is bullshit. Why? I think it's bullshit. You, you can't if, if you're an independent contractor and the guy goes plays so what? It's a private it's a private organization. They can do whatever the hell they want. They can. They can, but I think it's in it's it's to their detriment to to let to blackball a guy who wants to go play in another event and you you just you 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 say you can't play in our tournament anymore because you don't like the people who are running that organization. That's I'm sorry. The whole independent contractor thing is 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 all f- good and fun, but you still have to abide by the organization that you're a part of. And the this, the same goes. Let's just use my caddies at the Foundry Golf Club or caddies across America, across the world. They're independent contractors. But guess what? They still have to abide by the rules that we set at the club and the policies that we go by. Sure. And if and if they don't want to abide by that, then they can go elsewhere. Yeah, they can go elsewhere. No, 100 percent, 100 percent. And and as long as there's another doesn't mean they get a free for all to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, no question. It, but if as long as there's another another organization that that understands that the rules that you've set in place are absolute bullshit, then they'll go somewhere else. So okay. if the, so if they the rules the that you have, tour. if the rules that you have at the, at the foundry or wherever club you're at are absolutely asinine, and every other club is not doesn't agree with you, then th- th- that's that's their token to say, hey, you know what. You guys are absolute idiots. I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, I'm going to go to the European tour. I'm going to go to the Premier League. I'm going to go to the Asian tour. And if Dustin Johnson goes to the Asian tour and says, hey, I'm going to play there, just think, I mean, I hate to say this, but think about how much money would just flutter into the Asian tour if Dustin Johnson said, you know what, hey, guys, I'm going to go to the Premier League and then and then say it doesn't pan out. And then he wants to go back to PJ Tour and they say, no, you can't play here. And, and, they're, and he's banned. And it's like, I'm only going to play in the Asian tour. I'm the best player in the world. How much money do you think is going to the Asian tour? A ton of money to watch Dustin Johnson. I will watch Dustin Johnson 
at fucking 3 a.m. in the morning play on the Asian See, tour. That gives me so if, if Dustin Johnson's the only I will. it's the I will. only t- if Dustin Johnson's For the only a week t- or two. If, the, For if a Dustin week or two, jo- but if he's there every week, just think how many You're other guys. It, it, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long for these no. guys to to people to to spit money into a tour where you got the best players playing. If Dustin Johnson's the only top him. player, if Dustin if Johnson's the only, only if he's the only one playing, if he's the only top player in the field, no one's watching. And guess where the money comes from? TV contracts. I watch him. Okay, you're you're I've, one of you're one of. 26. I don't think so. I mean. I, I will watch. I'll watch Dustin Johnson. I'll watch. It would give Rory me zero, zero interest to watch Dustin Johnson watch read up on a bunch of Asian guys over that's there. That's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that they're not going to be able to televise it during American hours, which is why the TV contracts are never going to come. That's where they have to make this a something that the not the majority of, but a, at least a decent amount of their events happen in the United States. If they're all overseas, it will not be adapted in the U.S which we know is where the big money comes from, the television contracts. So that's something they have going against them. They can pay out, but they're not going to pay out, but for so long, if the contracts aren't there, they'll get them, but they're not going to, they're not going to be sustainable. The contracts will never go. They will be balled out because ultimately someone will say, all right, we're going to buy in because you did get DJ Rory and Jason Day and these guys. And all right, y'all are in, we're going to buy into this. However, sorry, they're going to Thomas, Rory, DJ. They're going to from three to ten. I think it's going to it would catch it would catch fire if you had those three guys. If you had those three guys commit, that would make a know, big difference. Yeah, but do you know why the television contracts that pay the most pay what they do? Yes. the NFL, for example. Uh, the PGA Tour weekends. It, it's all because when their coverage is coming on is when people have the availability to watch. So if it is overseas, their primetime coverage, for us, it doesn't exist. They're asleep. So that's where that's where they're screwed in making that happen. Because if you look at now, there's a reason why there's almost no live sports on throughout the middle of the day. It all comes on after everyone's gotten off work after 5 o'clock. The big contracts. The reason football is not played on a Wednesday is because everyone's. Well, it's the, re- it's the reason. It's the reason uh, a World Series event for World Series games are eight fifteen because they want exactly right. not only the East Coast watching it, but it's also they want the West Coast being out of work as well. They want the most eyeballs on it for the longest period of That's time as possible. Exactly right. You put Dustin Johnson on against whoever on some no-name Asian golf course and some no-name Asian tour. No one, no TV executive is going to do the do the numbers there and say, "Yeah, this is worth." I'm going to get rid of my PGA Tour contract, and we're going to go sign an Asian Tour contract because Dustin Johnson's over there. I'm but sorry, you can put you can put Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, Ben Hogan, and Arnold Palmer on from three o'clock in the morning till ten o'clock in the morning, and it'll catch ratings over the first couple of weeks, and it will not it will not sustain. Because ultimately, it's too much of an interference in a normal routine schedule for for us in the U.S. How many people live outside of the U.S.? Here's the only problem with that: the European. How many people live outside of the U.S.? How many many people live in the U.S.? Uh, I'm not getting into that. But here's the only thing that I'll say about that: here's the only thing. How many people are in the world? How many people live in the world? Six million. 
Six and a half, I think, at this point. Almost so, seven. But here's the whole problem. Here's seven whole billion. Problem. Seven billion but people. U- U.S. So why U.S. Don't the companies are going to buy this. Why doesn't the European tour pay larger than the PGA tour? Because they don't have the guys to play in it. They don't play in those events. And they don't pay the guys to play in those events. If you pay the guys to play Come in on, those events, bro. they would be there. Come on, pro. That That's it, dude. You know that's what it is. That's why Tiger played in the Asian tour. That's why he played in the European tour. That's why he played in those yeah, events. Because he got fees. paid. Appearance went, fees. Yeah. Appearance fees. Yeah. Exactly. If you yeah. give these guys but appearance that, fees, but they that's will why play. he's got to play over there. Sustain that 52 weeks a year. If they can do it, if they have 30. the money, then that's where they'll play. But eventually it's going to end up being a loss. and They're not going to be able to get it because the TV rights are never going to add up because they're never going to get American TV rights. Well, but that's only because the standard right now is people in the U.S. watch. But if you have these these top tier players playing over there all the time, then that's where people watch. Yeah, but that's that's a different media network that's over there. We're talking about American media networks. You're not going to be able to watch it because the American media networks are not going to buy it. I'm not talking about me. I'm just talking about in general. I'm talking about viewers in general. If you have the best players in the world constantly playing on the European tour or in the, or in the far East, that's where the, that's where the, the, the the paradigm switches and it, and it goes to that. Do you know why it doesn't though? Do you know why it doesn't? Because Because in all of these other countries, the percentage of, people that play golf is much smaller than it is in the United States. There are very few countries and I'll use Japan, Korea. It might not even be Japan, Korea for sure, where you actually have a percentage of the population that plays golf close to what the American population plays golf. So when you go and you look at, you you should check, you you should check, check those, check those stats out. I would, I Check them out. Check them out. I think it's a lot closer than you think it is. I don't want, I'm not going to say for sure, but I, you should check those, check those numbers out and see what the percentage of golfers play in Korea as to the U S I think it's a lot closer than you think. All I'm saying is that I'm saying the U S and Korea are very similar. I'm saying the U S and Korea are very similar. I'm saying when you look at countries, I'm saying there's not many Koreas. There's not many U.S. and Koreas that play a ton of golf. When you look at the smaller country, when you look at your even England, uh, go up to Sweden, Switzerland, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, um, even going into Russia. uh, Russia has a massive population going into South Africa, going into Africa. When you look at all these other countries, I mean, we the list could go on and on and on. All right, so I just got I the number the on the number of golfers in Korea in South Korea, obviously six point three six million. I'm talking about just a percentage of I the know, I'm just talking about I'm just talking about numbers, just pure numbers. Yeah, I get that, but uh, yeah, I just look at where where golf is a a crazed sport, and there's very few cultures outside of the U.S. and a country like Korea, um, which is a golf crazed nation, um, where I think you're going to be able to generate top TV deals because of the lack of participation or popularity in said country. Uh, all right, let's 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 end this debate. We're, none of us are getting anywhere. It is fun to yell at each other. <laughs> I don't hope 
I hope this does not happen. I think it will dilute both products and make both tours worse. I think it's better well, to have all the top guys. Well, the in Premier one place. League is, has, does not have any tour at this point, so it wouldn't dilute them at all. Well, you, you know what I mean. I, I just don't think the product is really any better if it happens. I don't think it's better. You can't argue with me that it's better if it if it happens. I, I no, I I am arguing with that it'd be better. I think I yeah. think the PGA Tour has a I think the PGA Tour has a, a quasi monopoly on on you know, everyone wants to watch the PJ tour and they're in some of these, you know, I hate to say it, but these lackluster events, there's probably 10 or 15 that they have a year. I know we did, this. we did this. We did this. So I think if you have another tour that pushes the envelope, adds more money, they should have the right to do that. And the PJ tour shouldn't penalize they a, they, guys. They, for they do have play. a right to do it, but the PJ tour is going to look out for their entity. Why they're just going to let people <laughs> sure. go freely. Sure. I, I don't think they but should. Again, Not, all I, I think is that again, it they, could they, make they, the tour pivot, and it could make them all. Yes, I agree with I agree with that part, McLean. But if the tour actually happens, the events all go down. I, I give it two years tops. The events all go down. You need them all playing in one spot, and that's the PGA Tour. I don't no, unless I unless, don't unless you get them unless you get them all on this Super Golf League or Premier Golf League, whatever the hell you want to call it, unless you get all the top fifty in the world over there, great. I don't think I don't. You're 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 on the you're on a uh, closed mindset here on the PGA Tour. So again, we're all about watching the best players play. Yes, I I, I understand that. Jay. I'm and, not and on you a want mindset. you want the best players <laughs> to play on the PGA Tour. Like if the best. No, players- I want the be- I want all the best players playing in one spot. And I don't think it's going to happen if you have just a smattering of guys go to the, the Super Golf League. It doesn't no, do no anything. Different, there's no difference between these WGC events. These are not PGA Tour events. Yeah, they I pretty mean, much are, though. Uh, it, they pretty much are. They are. The PGA Tour is heavily involved in this. They're heavily involved, but they're, they are not PGA Tour events. I'm like, they, they are not their events. So it's essentially the same thing. So what's the, what's the no, difference? It's no, it's not. It's it not is. Even close. It's not it even is. close. Or, it it's, is. It is. It probably three quarters of that World Golf Championship is run by the PJ Tour, but it's not a PJ Tour event. I mean, it's it, they're co-sanctioned again, event. again. So but they're all different they're all playing a, in it. They're all playing in it. I'm they're talking, all playing it. So no different than playing in another tour to spread this out to where guys are not all stuck playing on the PJ Tour. I, I, I'm. I, I think I, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not about having one group just kind of run the roost here. And I feel like the PJ Tour has done that. And and I, I just think want they're, the they're best kind of players. blackballing these guys into like you can't play anywhere else. I'm like, hey man, I want to play. If give me a limit, like say, hey, you have to play in in 15 events to be a member of the PGA Tour. Sure, I'm going to go play in these other events. You can't tell me I can't play in another event, and then I can't play in your event. Yeah, I you think, can. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. You can say that. You you can. You sure they have the right to do that, but you also these players also have the right to to come together and say, you know what? I don't think this is right. And we're all going to, we're all going to, you know, blackball you and just, we're all going to go play in this other event because you're not I, giving I just, us the freedom to play in the events that we want to play in. Yes. Again, I'm just going back to, I think it's better for golf and to better to see who is the best player in the world. If they're all playing in one spot. So again, if they all, if, if the top yeah. fifth in the world say tomorrow, we're all going to this super golf league. Fine. At least they're all in one spot. If you have, half over there and half here, then who's the best player in the world? You don't really know. Then what do these tournaments become? They just become money grabs for these guys. 
I don't want to watch that. I have no interest in watching a money grab for these guys. I want to totally, determine who you're. I you're totally Mr. get that. I you're totally Mr. get that. Competition. Let me but fucking finish. Let they me don't fucking do finish that right now. It's they don't even the best players don't play in the same event every week because we got twenty events that are that are corn fairy events. But at we least have twenty you have events that the guys don't play in. So let's give these guys another another event to play in. All right, all right, we're done. We're done with this. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> make a good, make a good valid point. <laughs> <laughs> I made a lot of them. No, you made the I same. I, would, I wouldn't say that you did. Okay, you guys that's, are awesome. That's fine. Um, They're awesome. Uh, Jay, so Jay, Jay's the PGA Tour to Jay is what the USGA is to Phil Mickelson. Jay will bash the PGA Tour any chance he gets. No, no, I, I. I've no, yes, you PGA do. Tour events. Yes, I played core fair events, and I, I know just, you did. I think that they have they have two they they hold they hold too many cards here. They're they're too dominant, and I think it's it, but why having an equal playing field and and for these guys is giving them a, a, a chance to play in whatever they want to play in again. Uh, is spreading the field. Like if you want to be the best PJ best tour on in the planet, give them a reason to play in your event. And I don't, I think right now they have, they have, it's been the reverse. Like you're, you're mandated to play on the PJ tour. You're not giving these guys a choice. Like they're not hey, mandated right now have to the play the PJ tour. They are mandating. They're basically saying, if you play in another tour event, you can't play on the PJ tour. Well, there, but, that no, is there's, but there's no other official tour yet. It's not, it's not happened well, yet. There hasn't been a decision to make yet. Well, uh, the, you could play on the European tour. You could play on the Asian well, no, tour. But, but they haven't they haven't set those ramifications for those events. They haven't said, "Hey, if you play in a European tour event, you're banned from the PJ Tour." So, okay. all right, exactly. I'm done. Are we I'm, wrapping? I'm, I'm done. I can't get a word in it anyway, so I'm done. Um, Are you let's... guys heard about this new Saudi golf league? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Where are we? Let's uh we want to do our picks for this week's event, this week's shitty event that Jay doesn't want to watch that the Super Golf League should start because I of wish I wish there no was injuries. another league for this week. It it would also be great if they had another league for the week of the Bermuda Championship. <laughs> yeah. Jay, you should love this event. I do. I do love this event. In uh 2014, the OHL Classic at Mayakoba. Mr. Jay Woodson went 72, 66, 74, 72 to make the cut and win $12,261. It's a great event. Had they had an event in uh, in uh, in Europe or Asia, I would have played in that if they'd given me more money. Fuck yeah. I'd have followed Jay too. I'd have caddied for him 100%. <laughs> I'm looking you know, at that's a, that's something to think about. The PGA Tour will lose all its caddies when all of a sudden there's somewhere they can go that they can make more money. There's all right, I'm caddies. ready. I'll give my picks. I'm ready. Do you want to give us? Can we get a, a breakdown? Jay's pissed. Jay, nope. do you want to give He's, us a breakdown? Give picks. Of the, I'm ready. You want to give a breakdown of the golf course? You've played it. What do we? Uh, what do we got here? Golf course is tight. Uh, it's well, I shouldn't say it's tight. It's it's. There's the fairways are big, but it's all uh, outside of that. It's all, you know, brush and, you know, hazard 
and you, you either you hit the fairway or you're dropping. Um, it's all kind of marshy area, right, right, right on the coast. So you need it. You need to drive the ball relatively well past Palom greens. So they're kind of sticky, but they roll really nicely. Um, so if you drive the ball in play and you're a good iron player, I mean, this is the same, same thing for every event. Same as last week. Same, same thing. Although a little bit, a little bit more premium on driving. You've got to, you definitely have to drive the ball in play. Um, but the greens are great. They they usually roll like 10, 11, 12 max. Uh, you can't get any faster than that on past Palum. They just, they're so sticky. sticky. So, um, again, if you drive the ball and play, you, you got a shot. But um, I'm ready. I'm going to give my picks here. I'm going Justin Thomas with my top-tier guy, 11-2. Seamus Powers at 7,700. Um, he's been playing, he's been trending a little bit, uh, recently, Pat Perez, who I've played with in this event. He likes the course. He's played well in the past. Um, so I think he's going to do well. Uh, Mito Pereira, 8,100. I, he, you know, the guys just plays super solid. So I think he's going to play well. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, 7,800. Again, same kind of guy, good ball striker. Hits it low, good iron player. Um, and then to cap it off, Charlie Hoffman, who's won here. He actually won the the, the year that I played in this event. So um, he knows his way around this golf course. So that's the crew. Let's do it. All right, McLean. You're up. All right. Um I, I like exactly what Jay said. I think ultimately this is going to be a driver's paradise this week. Um, the better you drive the ball, the more apt you are to finish high up the leaderboard. Uh, so with that, I have gone with my top pick, just as Jay did, 11-2, Mr. Justin Thomas. Moving down, everyone's favorite, coming off a nice second-place finish last week, Mr. Patrick Reed, Augusta's favorite oh. child. <laughs> um, from there, the ultimate driving machine, uh, Sergio Garcia. The uh, um, moving down to another ball striker of ball strikers, uh, Mr. Charles Howell III. Uh, again, look for him to ball strike his way to another cut made. Um Another guy coming off of a big finish of recent, Danny Lee, um, 6,900. And then uh, Sea Island, Georgia boy, Mr. Keith Mitchell at 68. Keith Mitchell, huh? All right. I'm I'm digging my squad. I I feel like a lot of experience with uh, with some guys. And the thing I like about this is, like, even my guys down at, uh, you know, Sergio, for example, if he's in contention – at his dollar amount, he's as comfortable as anyone else is in the field. Um, yeah, I like that. So I was feeling good about my squad, and then I went to uh, McLean's power rankings on PJTour.com, and <laughs> only like only like one of my guys is on there, so maybe I don't feel good about my squad. But um, <laughs> let's start at the bottom. $6,900, Tom Hoagie. I can't believe this guy is that cheap. His last finishes were 17th, 32nd, 14th. And then two before that was 36th. It's like I actually actually played with Tom Hoagie in this event in 2014. There you go. And he was a good ball striker, dude. I mean, he knows Uh, his place. He hits hits his irons really well. 
Um, so I like that. And just recent form, the guy's playing his ass off here in the fall series and, and draft came because I'm at $6,900. So I went with a lot of value players, guys that I thought were basically listed too low. I was looking at some of the guys that were higher than them. So then I go up to Scott Stallings, 7,000 playing well, a couple of top 10 finishes here in this fall series, just shot a 62 on a kind of coastal, another coastal golf course with windy conditions. So that's not going to affect him at all. And he's feeling good about his game. Then I'm going 7,300 Russell Knox. So I had on my team last week, he had a uh, finish in 12th place, been making a, a lot of cuts recently. Again, good ball striker puts his ass off, um, which I think is going to help on those greens. So I like him at 7,300. Then the steal of DraftKings this week, 7,800 Joaquin Neiman. How is he at $7,800? That's a good, that's a good play. I mean, I saw that and I was like, that's a no brain. That guy should be at 9,500 at least just because of how much, how good of a ball striker he is. When you said Joaquin Neiman, I thought that I picked him because I looked at his name a ton, but I I was shocked when I scrolled by him at (laughs) $7,800 and seeing some of the guys were above him. Yeah. He's a good pick. He's a good pick. And then I go, uh, $9,600. Oh, I did pick him. Sorry. I did pick Joaquin Neiman. Did I not say that earlier? I I don't know. You rattle them off. I've never heard you talk so fast in my life. (laughs) <laughs> i'm then going up guy who's on great form has had great success uh at this golf course has had a couple top 10 finishes here recently aaron wise at 9600 dollars. and last but not least i got the defending champ victor hovland oh you fit him in there huh Ten thousand nine hundred dollars. well you had jt didn't you did i yeah i did i fit jt in there yeah so he was he was higher than victor but yeah, yeah i think Hovland, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he'll defend. Uh, you never know. He could, but, but uh, he's just a stud. He's just going to finish top 10. So. He is a stud. He likes that place. Um, there you go. There we have it. And um, that was fun. And we all love each other. And Stone's back. Stone. Stone is back. Stone is back. Stony baloney. So hopefully everyone goes and watches some great Maya Coba golf on the PGA tour this week where the best players in the world play uh, or and the, then, or the next tour that's can compete and then with the next them. year. You guys can all go with Jay and watch the Saudi invitational. <laughs> Let's get some competition, man. Healthy competition is a good thing. No one yeah. should have it all in their back. And we'll have two, two lesser tours, and that'll be awesome for everyone. So yeah, it without be. further ado, that will be it for us tonight. And I'm sure <laughs> this argument will continue off the air. And I may still record in case I ever need this for later. So <laughs> to all of our listeners and supporters, thank you very much. Uh, we hope you all go play golf. We hope you download our episodes and share them and tell your buddies. And um Stone, you're the man. Signing out. Cheers.